Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Chichings. My name is Lauren Keplinger, and thank you for joining me today. Today, we are going to be finishing the, I don't know if you can really call it a series if it's only two episodes, but the thought um, from last week about apps and tools that I have used in my business that I have found really helpful and valuable, whether it is from a revenue standpoint, like adding the POD items, or from a marketing standpoint, like a Weber for email marketing, or from a scheduling standpoint, um, which is also kind of a marketing standpoint for plan. So those were the ones we covered in last week's episode. This week, we're only going to cover two more, but I wanted to give myself a little bit more time because um, for a couple reasons, the two that we're going to cover today, I want to talk about a little bit more in depth because it's not quite as simple just from the surface of the value add um, that they're bringing to the business, Um, but also because I have like a love affair with the last one that I'm going to talk about, which we'll get to in a second. Um, But I really needed time to uh, sing the praises really effectively and fully for all the things that this app has done for me and my organization, Uh, which is kind of funny. I feel like I'm like talking about a person, like I just need to say thank you to this app because it has changed my life. Um, But it's true. It really is true. So I wanted to be able to really go into the ways that that has helped me and and cover all those bases. So the first one we're going to talk about today is Pirate Ship. Um, and Pirate Ship is, if you are not familiar with it, a shipping integration that allows you to print your labels from, it integrates directly with Etsy. So it pulls your, um, labels or your shipping information from your Etsy orders directly, and then autofills everything there. And then you can print off the shipping labels. As a product-based business owner, you I'm sure I don't have to tell you, know that shipping physical products can be time consuming and it can be frustrating. Um, It's also very expensive to ship things, but using a tool like Pirate Ship saves time and money on the shipping. And there are some other benefits to it just beyond that as well, which is really why I wanted to leave this time to talk about it. So yes, it prints um, labels. That's kind of like the first order of business where it replaces the Etsy labels for that. Um, But I will say when I first started using Pirate Ship, I was not totally sold on the idea of using any integration because I had used Etsy labels for so long. Um, And in my experience with using anything that integrates from Etsy versus Etsy labels is that it takes longer. The Etsy labels are the fastest to print off. It's kind of like the least amount of steps that you have to go through to be able to print something off. And so I was like a little lukewarm about it. Like, okay, well, I mean, it's fine, whatever it's there, but I'm comfortable using Etsy labels and I'm not, I'm not totally there of thinking that this is worth it. But I've been using it now consistently. I started at the very beginning of the year saying, I'm going to go all in on this integration. 
I find Pirate Ship to be easier to use than some of the other ones. Another really popular one is Shippo. Um, I like Pirate Ship better, but that's going to be like personal preference. Um, and so I kind of went all in on it. And the only time I ever use Etsy labels now is occasionally for international shipping um, with UPS because that gets like really convoluted for me. Um even though I'm sure it's not really that hard, my UPS people in the past have been less than helpful for me <laughs> figuring out exactly what I need to include. Um, but so sometimes I use Etsy labels to just ship USPS internationally because it's easier. But other than that, I use Pirate Ship for everything and have been for this whole year. So six months so far. So the kind of basic parts of pirate ship that are valuable and useful are that it offers more options for shipping. So one thing that I think is really important to compare, um, is shipping rates for UPS versus USPS. I have found UPS to be sometimes significantly more, more, um, cheaper, (laughs) sometimes significantly cheaper than USPS, particularly for, Priority mail, things that have to go via priority mail because of weight, um, so anything over a pound, or the farthest zones. So for me, UPS is pretty comparable to USPS if you're talking about zones that are close to me, and I'm in North Carolina, so like East Coast, Southeast zones are that are right next to me. Um, I find them to be pretty comparable when I'm starting to send to California or Hawaii or, you know, across the country, UPS gets to be sometimes pretty significantly cheaper. So, you know, you're talking three, four dollars for a package. Now, if you're only sending, sending one package, that's not that big of a deal. But when you're talking about looking at, um, pricing of things and what your expenses are as a whole for your shop. So over a broader scope than just a one-off order or one in particular order, that $3 difference or whatever can really be significant. Um, UPS can also be very significantly cheaper for international postage. Although I will say that there are some extra steps involved. Um, I have found Canada to be pretty easy to ship UPS to. Um, I did get a return to sender package that I shipped to the UK via UPS and apparently did not have the right forms on there. And then it got to be very expensive to ship it twice. Um, so you have to be really careful with that. And it's not quite as easy as Etsy labels in terms of international shipping because Etsy labels prints everything that you need right on that one label and other shipping services don't do that. So that would be my only caveat to where it gets to be Uh, like it's a good and a bad, I guess, because it can be a lot cheaper, but then obviously if you screw it up and then you have to ship it multiple times, it is most definitely not going to be cheaper. Um, so you have to really make sure that you have what you need on those packages, um, which hopefully your UPS people will help you with that. Um, mine would not. So, um, those are like first glance benefits to pirate ship. The other part of it is that you're able to use a credit card to pay for your labels versus having it taken out of your um, Etsy account prior to Etsy depositing that money for you. 
This is a big benefit to me for accounting purposes and allows you to also earn those credit card points on your shipping costs. It gets to be really, uh, I find it to be really strange that Etsy takes this money out prior to depositing the money. They must have gotten like, I don't know, stiffed in the past or something because back in the day, for those of you that have been selling on Etsy for a while, they used to allow you to deposit all the money and then charge everything to a credit card. And so you you got the deposit and then you paid your balance. Um, or it would like auto charge your balance once a week or once a month or whatever, or whenever you wanted to pay it. Um, and then somewhere along the way, they changed that and they required it to be withdrawn from your account prior to it being deposited. But um, <clears throat> this is a very strange way of doing accounting to me. This is actually true of all the Etsy fees that they take out prior to the deposit, is that it makes it very um, confusing at bookkeeping time, or even more importantly, if you have someone else doing your bookkeeping that doesn't realize that this is happening, um, it's not going to be the correct way of bookkeeping if you only account for the money that is deposited into your account. So for, and this is not an, <laughs> this is not an episode about bookkeeping, so this is kind of a side item here, but for correct accounting for your business, you need to be accounting for all of the money that came into the business and then all of the expenses that go back out of the business. But Etsy is not doing that when you're printing the Etsy labels. They're having the money that came in and then they're subtracting the expenses and then they're depositing the rest of the remainder into your account. And that gets really, um, I mean, it's not really confusing once you know what you're looking for, but it is a very weird way of doing bookkeeping and a weird way of them doing accounting for us in the business because it's not really doing a good job of keeping track of the revenue and then the expenses from that. So that's a benefit as well, um, that it just makes that less confusing um, and it makes it clearer. Pirate Ship charges in $250 chunks. So you you may be able to change that amount. I'm not sure that's what it defaulted to for me and that's fine for me. So it will charge you $250 at one time and then you have a like a credit on your Pirate Ship account and then every label that you use decreases from that $250 credit. And then when you run out of money or you try to char charge like the last label that you're doing that runs over that 250, it charges you another 250. For me, that's fine um, because I usually ship in large chunks anyway. So I'm spending a considerable amount of, of money at one time in shipping. Um, I could see that that could be a drawback if you did not want to pay for, you know, if you have lower sales in your shop and so it's going to take you months and months to get through $250, then that could be something that would not really be a value add for you. Um, okay. I actually just hit pause so I could check this out because I figured this might be something that they've already addressed because, um, because this could be a potential problem for somebody with lower sales or less frequent sales. You actually don't have to charge in $250 chunks. Um, you can do $20, $50, $100, $500, or $1,000 or no default, and you'll just pay label by label. For those of us that are sending out a whole bunch of packages at one time, I much prefer to have the chunks charged at one time. Um, because it just simplifies my bookkeeping in terms of inputting those charges on my credit card, like from my credit card to my bookkeeping software. 
um, to say, you know, I just had a $250 charge versus like 30 labels with $8 and $4 and whatever, whatever. So I like that part. You might feel differently or you might have a different set of circumstances. So, but that is part of one thing that they offer that I really do like. The other part, um, and again, this may or may not really impact you, um, but one thing that I really like that they um, offer is the ability to have a different physical address versus return address on your labels. So the return address for all of my labels is the box that I have. So I have like, it's not a PO box because it's at a UPS store. So it has like a physical um, address, but it's like a PO box. And then the um, actual physical address that I'm dropping it off from has a different zip code, which is kind of important for your postal service people. Um, we have like rural carriers here because we live in the boonies. So according to the post office people that I've talked to, they get credit for the amount of packages that are dropped off in that zip code. But if I set the zip code to my physical box that's located in a different part of town, the other post office that's in town is going to get the credit for that. Um, again, this is like kind of a weird little side thing, but some of these things are important to me. I have a really, really good relationship and a longstanding relationship with my post office people. I love them. They are super helpful. They have been great for me. Um, and so I want to make sure that if they're doing the work to process all these packages, that they are getting the credit in their facility for doing that. And so to be able to set those things differently, but still have, um, the return address be that box that's in town because I don't really want it to have to be my house, um, then that is a value add for me. Lastly, and the reason that I really liked it now that I've like gone off on a tangent for 10 minutes, um, the, the best part about pirate ship to me and the part that I think that even if you're like, Lauren, you are rambling um, and this these things are not important to me, <laughs> um, the part that I think that you should pay attention to really here is that Pirate Ship has extensive reports for you to pull for your shipping that you can pull from this year, last year, the last two months, the last month, this month, 30 days, seven days, today, whatever you want to do, all time, all the things. Um, it tells you how much you've saved, which you probably would have saved a somewhat similar amount with Etsy labels, so that's not that important. Um, it shows you how much you have spent in shipping over a period of time. And the part that's very important, the average cost of shipping. Now, this is really important to me because it feels to me <laughs> like shipping is very expensive, and it is. Um, but if you had to ask me what my average cost of shipping is, I would say it's probably like nine or $10 to ship because I ship the majority of the packages that I ship are priority mail. And I feel like I have a lot of shipments that are in zones that are far away from me. So I don't feel like I ship that much um, closer to me. And I feel like they're the more expensive zones. 
But, um, and this is why I love data so much and why I push you all to really look at your data and look at the information that you have available to you. That actually is not the reality of my situation. So when I look at the current year um, that I am shipping in, the largest portion of packages that have been sent were actually to North Carolina followed by Texas. So that is like a farther zone, but not the farthest, followed by California, which those are more expensive. But then it also breaks down for me on this report. So it gives me the average across all of my products. I can also download that into a CSV file and sort it by type of label. So I can say like, if I had to send it priority mail, what is the average there? If I sent it first class mail, what is the average of those labels? Um, and it tells me like on average, my North Carolina shipments were $7.41. My Texas shipments were $7.61. And my California shipments were $8.32 on average. And it breaks it down zone by zone. So all of the different zones across the United States, I can tell. It also tells me for the international labels that I have used Pirate Ship for. So um, that is not all of my international labels. So that information is a little bit um, deceptive because I've printed off some of those labels on Etsy, but it will tell me my international average. And then it breaks it down by country. So my average shipping to Canada is $22, but my overall average of um, international shipments is $22.40. So it's actually very close. Um, so it gives you so much information that allows you to really know where you stand with shipping costs, which in my opinion, well, not even really my opinion, I would say it's like objectively true. Um, shipping costs are a very big part of your costs as a business owner, other than the actual material goods, like the raw goods that go into my products that I sell, shipping costs are my highest cost in this business. So being able to look at that and say, what am I actually spending? What is my average? Um, and then, you know, what are the high points and the low points or, what are my, for mine, it's like a little more simplified because I don't have that much variety of products. So for the most part, my ships, I mean, my quilts always have to ship priority mail. My bunnies most of the time can ship um, first class mail unless there's like multiples of them. So I can say if I'm looking only at the first class mail labels, what is my average? And that tells me for my pricing perspective, if I'm selling a bunny, what is my average cost of shipping for that bunny? And the same thing with the priority mail, if I have a quilt or if I have a larger shipment of multiple items or whatever, what is my average cost for this set of items? So if you have like kind of simplified items like that, where you have categories of products that are shipping different ways or are different weights or whatever, then those reports are really important and um, can be really, really informative when you're looking at your pricing. And part of what I have done with the information, so now, like I said, I've been using this consistently for like six months for all of my shipments, um, 
for the most part. I would say probably like 90 to 95% of my shipments. So now I can look at that and I can say, um, I'm currently running an experiment um, to say if I lower my costs of my products, but then I start to charge for shipping instead of having free shipping, I know how much I need to charge for the shipping and also for my products and what that shipping is gonna end up costing me on average, not for every single product or every single shipment, but on average, what that shipping is gonna cost me so that I can that I can build that into the cost or not, not build it into the cost. So I'm currently running this experiment to say if I lower the cost of my items, but then I charge a flat rate for shipping, um, do my sales increase or decrease or stay the same? I've heard really varying reports from people about um, doing free shipping versus not free shipping. There are people who say they turned off the free shipping guarantee and their sales went through the roof. And then there are people that say the opposite, that say they were charging for shipping and they turned on the free shipping guarantee with Etsy and their sales went through the roof. So I'm experimenting with it um, in my shop Currently, where I lower the price of my products, I'm charging a $5 flat rate shipping for my products, um, for my quilts. And then I know that the average cost of those labels is $7 and let me find it here. The average cost there is $7.34. So if I'm charging $5, I'm losing $2.34. So I need to build that $2.34 into the price of my product. Um, and I have that data to work off of to be able to say that with confidence. Again, not every shipment is going to cost me $7.34. That's the average. Um, so there are going to be shipments that I lose money on. There are going to be shipments that I make money on. Um, but that's, that's the overarching average. And then over time, I can see if that is more or less true or if that average cost goes up or whatever. So um, that is currently what I'm doing. I will report back after this experiment has been running long enough that I have enough data. I only just switched this shipping situation um, within the past week or so. So I haven't been doing it long enough to tell you what is happening with it. We've also been out in and out of town for summer stuff. Um, so I don't feel confident speaking to any results at this point about that. Um, but that is one thing that I feel like pirate ship has really, I know I'm like been talking about pirate ship for a very long time now, but pirate ship has really given me a lot of information. If I would have said this prior to looking at these reports and looking at the data and really analyzing it, I would have said that I probably needed to build in about $10 into my pricing to be able to cover shipping. And that's just simply not true. So that is good for me to know. I am all about data. Hopefully you know that by now. <laughs> um, and you know, when you're looking at things like my pricing and profitability workshop that came with the spreadsheet where it calculates that, it's important to know what those average um, shipments are costing you what, you, what your average costs are for shipping. So now I will stop talking about pirate ship. I love it. I highly recommend it. They don't even have an affiliate program and I'm still recommending it um, because they say they want to keep their costs down so they don't pay affiliates. And that is cool with me because I think that they're providing a great service. Um, so I don't have any skin in the game there. I just use it and I love it. The next thing we're going to talk about, which this is my, my love letter, um, my ode to the game changing app that I finally got on board with is Asana. 
If you have any experience in the online space or sometimes not even the online space, regular businesses use this too. Um, Asana is a well-known project management tool. I always felt like it was too complicated. It wasn't really for me. It was like for bigger businesses. Um, and it just wasn't, you know, I didn't really need it cause I'm just like little old me working on my business by myself. <laughs> um, but Asana has truly been a game changer. I started using this one about um, seven or eight months ago as well. So I made a lot of changes. I really hit a wall around Christmas of last year, which actually I guess this was probably good um, because we ended up having a house fire that forced me to be more organized with everything um, because I had significantly less time. But even prior to that, I, I kind of just hit a wall of feeling like, I'm really not working full time and yet I feel like I never have any downtime. Like I feel like I am not, um, I'm not getting done what I need to get done or I'm getting done bits and pieces of what I need to get done, but I then can't like circle back around mentally to say like, how, how do I like finish out this project so that it's all the way done? Um, and so it's leaving me in this space where I feel like I'm always doing stuff, but I'm not really efficient and I'm feeling like I'm working all the time and yet I'm really, this really shouldn't be full-time hours for me. Like it shouldn't take me so long, basically to sum it up. It shouldn't take me so long to do the things that I need to get done. So I started using Asana. I watched like a couple videos about what you do with Asana and how people were using it. Um, and it has completely changed the way that I organize my business and thus completely, I mean, truly, honestly changed my life. <laughs> um, that feels really dramatic, but the ability to organize my time in a way where then I can be done, where I can say I have finished all the things that I needed to do today or all the things that I needed to do this week or whatever. And so now I'm done and now I can walk away from that and be done and have the downtime to not be on and not be working, which then recharges me to do other stuff another day or another week or whatever. So it, it has allowed me to have like the on time and the off time where I really don't know that, I mean, I try, this has been, you know, an ongoing struggle. I don't think I have to tell you guys that this is an ongoing struggle for all of us who are working for ourselves. Um, and also who are wearing like all the hats in a business. It's an ongoing struggle to feel like I have done enough. And so now this is the end of my day and I'm done. Um, but Asana has given me that because it, it allows me to like brain dump all the things into the software and then to set timelines and calendar due dates and all the things that I need to do so that I stay on track. I can sit and I can plan out a whole thing. So for instance, I'm going to be opening up um, enrollment in a coaching program in August. Um, so heads up if you're interested in that. But um, that's happening in August. So there's all these things that I need to do to lead up to that. That's not, I don't need to do it like, 
you know, the day before I'm opening enrollment. This has to be, it's, it's too much work to get done in just one day or just one week. So I need to be able to have a lead up to it that organizes it in a way that I'm not like freaking out and super stressed or just totally drop the ball. And Asana gives me that. I'm a super visual person. Um, and I am pretty organized, I would say, but there are lots of pieces to this business. And so just keeping it all in my head um, really doesn't work well. And I've tried paper planners and all that. I actually prefer paper planners for the most part because I like the tactile, like writing things down and checking them off, which I still do that on a day-to-day basis. But Asana allows me to see the bigger picture part of things. So I can have like multi-step tasks that I need to create or I need to finish And I have it organized in a broken down way that makes sense and lets me like check things off, um, set deadlines and track progress and all of that. Even if I know like I don't need to get something done, you know, like my August enrollment, I have time. I'm not stressed about this, but I also know all the individual things that I need to do to lead up to that. I can do this with writing and scheduling um, email marketing, taking photos for my listings, um, doing social media stuff. It's basically like time blocking, but then it helps you to organize what are you going to do if you're time blocking things out? Where are those going to fall? I also have it, and this is like a little bit next level if you're not super techie, but I also have it so that if I add something to my Google Calendar on my phone, which functions as our whole family calendar, so my husband and I have like a synced Google thing, um, so I can add a task to my Google Calendar and then it also shows up on my Asana, which is really helpful for me when I then sit down at my computer. I might be like a little bit of like an old school worker where like I sit at my desktop computer to work. So I can add something to my phone. It will show up on my Asana. It's an app on my phone and also on my computer. And then that makes sure that I don't double book myself. So what that looks like in practicality is if I have, let's say, my child who takes piano lessons, she gets She has her piano lesson and it's in my schedule every week, but now I know when I schedule one-on-one coaching sessions or I schedule teaching calls with some of my students or I schedule my funky monkey time, which I schedule in like a block of time, I know what else is going on in my schedule so that I'm not overlapping piano lessons or a doctor's appointment or a random one-off thing that just happens to fall on this weird day where... I need to make sure I'm not overlapping. It is really so very helpful for my time management, for my focus. Um, It helps me. (laughs) I I sound like I'm writing a commercial for Asana, Um, but I heard so much about Asana before I ever used it. And I just didn't feel like it was relevant to me. I didn't feel like it was going to help what I needed help with or that it was going to be something that I used in a way that was really helpful. Um, But it has been such a game changer for me. It helps me to stay focused. It makes sure that I'm using my time effectively, which really is usually the larger part of what people are struggling with. Usually it's not that you 
like have no time. Certainly for me, it's not that I have no time. That is different kind of depending on your life stage. My kids are in school most of the time. So I have these very large chunks of time. But what I've ended up finding sometimes is that the more time I have to do something, the, the less efficient I am. And then it just kind of like sucks up all your time. And then it, it, the tap, there's some kind of like one of those things I have like saying things. I can't remember what, what it's called, but like, it's like the task will expand to fit the time that you have available. And that's what I have found over the years is that as I've gotten more time to work, as I've gotten longer chunks of time to work, the tasks just kind of expand to fill up that time because I'm not using my time well. I'm not using my time in an organized way um, and to be like the most efficient. And by using Asana, it has dramatically cut down on the number of hours that I have worked to get those tasks done and allowed me to focus in on what needs to be done right then um, to not get distracted by the other things to just like pop up and, and make you shift focus, but to really, um, organize myself and my business in a way that's allowed me to cut down on the hours that I'm working. So that is a total game changer for me. Um, it also can be used in a lot of different ways. I'm sure I'm dramatically underutilizing all of the various things that it can do. If you have, people that you're working with, partners or um, employees, or you're like giving tasks to other people. If you have like a virtual assistant or you collaborate with people, you can do all of that. um, And it's just like allows you to have a lot more clarity. You need to do this piece. I do this piece, whatever. Um, But that's the way that I use it, which is a pretty simplified way of using it. I have the free plan. So like I don't even have all of the, the features activated Um, so it's definitely worth it for me, uh, to have this life-changing app that I'm not even paying for. But I think that when people are, um, really stressed about their time, which a lot of us are, and a lot of us are pulled in a lot of different directions, making sure that you are utilizing the time that you have in the absolute most efficient way possible is the game-changing aspect of time management. And I get asked about time management so much. I talked about that a little bit in the last episode. Um, so making sure that you have your time organized in a way that allows you to take advantage of the time that you do have, understanding that that time is not endless. And even if it was endless, that doesn't necessarily help because you just like waste time and then you're back in the same place that you were. Um, That part of it is really what has changed for me. And I feel like it has allowed me to up my game, um, you know, in terms of having consistent podcast episodes again, which was something that I had kind of let go to the wayside because it was like, I don't have time to write these out and record them and edit and all the various steps that go into that. Um, And consistent email marketing for my, my Etsy shop and also, you know, this side, the coaching side of the business and just all of these different pieces. I can add in those time blocks that I have to say, Now I need to work on my social media scheduling from nine o'clock to 11 o'clock. And then I need to work on my email marketing from, you know, whatever tomorrow from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock or whatever. So all of the other tools 
I feel like that I've talked about in these two episodes, um, maybe other than pirate ship, but all of the, the tools in terms of like scheduling and batch creating things falls under that organizational part to make sure that your time is well utilized. But that is going to be so much more effective if you can switch from batching this product during this or batching this task during this amount of time that you have to, you know, now I have to go to the gym and work out for an hour. And then I have to go bring my kid to a doctor's appointment. And then I know I have an hour and a half later and I'm going to work on this piece of, of my business. Um, and so being able to balance all of the needs of everybody around you, but keep your time organized is what Asana has done for me. Um, and I hope that, I hope that this has, um, convinced you that you need to try Asana because you really do. There's a free trial. You should do it. Um, and just see if it's something that's helpful for you. And I have dropped so many less balls lately. I have not double scheduled myself, which used to be a huge problem for me. And I had to reschedule things all the time, um, which is really annoying and also just makes me feel really flaky, which then doesn't make me feel very good about myself. So um, this, it's, it truly has been a game changer. So now that I have gone on and on about these favorite tools of mine for 35 minutes, <laughs> um, I hope that this is helpful for you. Um, this has given you kind of a little bit of the behind the scenes part of how I run my business and how I stay organized and efficient. I get those questions all the time. How do you do all these different things? How do you have time to you know, run the product-based business. And then I also have a digital shop and the coaching side and the podcast and all the things. And this is why I, I am a naturally organized person, but it is a lot to take on. Um, and so I have to have a way that I can keep all the things organized and not allow things to fall through the cracks because my type A-ness really doesn't function well when I feel like things are falling through the cracks. So I hope that you will check out some of these tools that I've talked about in these episodes. I hope this has been helpful for you. Um, and I would love to hear from you if you have uh, apps or softwares or programs or a way of doing it that you just love and you're like, I don't need Asana because I've already found the um, golden ticket of how life is organized in the best way possible, I would love to hear it. So connect on Instagram at lauren.keplinger, shoot me an email, whatever you want to do. I would love to hear from you. And I hope that you have enjoyed this episode and that these apps and tools um, are helpful for you in your business as well. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now.